Hey everyone, good morning. This is Christy Dole. You're listening to When Hustle Meets Flow. I am a life coach, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, and I am here to share with you some practices that have fundamentally changed my life over the last few years. So buckle up. Today's episode is going to be filled with nuggets that you can start to apply to your life. So really the name of this episode is the work. Um, the work that I did that helped me through change and transition. And I think that this moment in time with coronavirus is a really good time to visit or revisit these practices. And if you're listening to this, take this as a sign that you are meant to start to do some of this work yourself. Um, Coronavirus has really been labeled by a lot of great spiritual teachers of our time as the great awakening. In fact, not so much coronavirus, but this moment. Um, You know, the world essentially was sent home. We were, you know, asked to to stay in our homes um, for the last three months. And what's really happened across the board is people have had a moment, have had a chance to just pause and reflect. And that's what happens when we are all forced to stop with the busyness. And that for sure happened over the last three months. I just had a conversation with a friend. We were walking the beach and um, I asked her how her last three months have been. And she said, you know, at first it was hard. She said, but really like my husband and I, we've had a chance to really pause and kind of reflect on just our lives and I just thought that that was so beautiful. You know, she's not spiritual at all. She's not, she doesn't meditate. She doesn't do any of those things. She's just your normal average American mom. And I was so happy to hear that this moment has given her that, um, that opportunity and that she took it. You know, I want to just make a little note here. If you were really, really busy before quarantine and then you were sent to quarantine and you resisted it. I actually have a friend like this. Um, you resisted it. You you didn't take the opportunity to slow down. Instead, you actually just created more busyness for yourself at home. You've really missed this opportunity. And I want to give you a little ray of sunshine. The opportunity is still there. So if you haven't really had a chance to just pause, slow down, and just stop with the busyness, and allow the questions to bubble up from your core. And these questions, they sound like, am I happy? You know, what is, am I happy with the work that I'm doing? Am I happy with myself? Am I happy with the way I relate with my children? Am I happy with the way I relate to my partner? Am I happy the way I relate to myself, you know, am I happy with my career? Um, Am I happy with the food that I'm eating? Am I happy with my energy level? Like these are all the things that when you get quiet and still, these sorts of curiosities start to bubble up from your center. And the reason why they do that is because you've been stuffing them down. And so busyness, right? Running around, doing all the errands, this, this, disease of busyness that I think a lot of Americans, especially women, love to tout. It's almost like a badge of honor how busy you are. Um, If you allow that busyness to stop, what's going to happen is the things that actually matter to you are going to start to bubble up to the surface. 
And what I see a lot, especially in my clients, is that busyness allows us to not look at those curiosities. Busyness allows us to stuff them down and basically say, oh, we're too busy to deal with that right now. But what coronavirus did in the quarantine is it gave us that time. It gave us that pause. And so a lot of you, I know a lot of you have been feeling reflective and have been creating awareness. And a lot of you are kind of wondering like, okay, now what? So this podcast is for you. And I just want to make a note. If you are somebody who hasn't had that chance, if you've been resisting this stillness and this quietness, listen, this, this, this will end one day and life will go back to normal. And the idea here is that you're better and that you're a better, you're, you're like you 2.0. You're like a, a wholer, happier, um, more fuller version of who you were. And it, you might not look different on the outside and, and nothing might change that somebody would see from the outside. Oh, a bus is driving by. So it's going to get a little loud here, guys. Okay. Um, you might, you know, these changes might not be seen from the outside, but internally you have made some shifts and changes in your life. And guys, that's what this moment is called. Some, you know, the great teachers of our time are calling this moment, the great awakening. And so, you know, you are part of that. So don't resist it. Like really lean into the curiosities that come up. And I know it's scary because a lot of times we're not happy. A lot of times we're not satisfied, but don't you want to know that so that you can do something about it? You know, it doesn't mean you have to quit your job or get a divorce or, you know, give your kids away or anything like that. It just means that you have some mindset work to do. You have some perspective shifting to do around that part of your life. That's all. So this episode is for you. Okay. I'm going to share with you guys the work that I have done over the last few years and that for sure during quarantine have been an anchor for me so that I continue to grow. I continue to develop. I'm able to ask myself those questions. I'm able to dig deeper and, you know, make, make positive change in my life. And again, it's not going to look, it's, you know, there's not going to be this crazy transformation where people are going to be like, whoa, look at you. That could happen because when you shift your energy, everything changes. Um, These are more subtle shifts. But when you take little subtle shifts, little subtle shifts, little subtle shifts, all of a sudden, three, four, five, six months later, you feel different. You do look different because you're, you're carrying yourself different. And now you're having different realities. Now you're having different outcomes. So one of the biggest things that has really changed my life is having a morning routine. Um, And if you have a morning routine now, that's amazing. I just want to know if you have a morning routine that is for you or are you, is your morning routine, you know, for the house or for the family, for the others, because you need to have a morning routine for yourself. So for me, I started waking up a couple hours earlier than normal um, about a year and a half ago. I used to wake up right before I, you know me and my family had to leave. Like if we had to leave the house at 8.30, I was up at like 8.10. And you can imagine that rushing feeling would follow me throughout the day. So I decided 
to start to create a habit of waking up earlier. I actually have a podcast on this. If you have a hard time waking up and it's, it's in the wherever podcasts live, whatever podcast you're listening to here. Um, it's in my, my archives, if you will. Um, but one of the biggest things that helped me was finding an accountability partner, somebody that I could, somebody that essentially would text me in the morning and be like, you know, send me a picture of you drinking your coffee. And that accountability is what really helped me those first couple weeks of waking up early. And then once I was waking up early and I had this routine that was for me, it was for me to set my intentions for the day, for me to just walk into my day purposefully. I never wanted to go back to that rushed feeling of waking up just before it's time to leave. So um, finding a way to wake up a little bit earlier, it might just be 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes at first, but waking up earlier than anyone else in your house and having that quiet time for yourself is going to allow you time to reflect and create intentions so that you're walking into your day with purpose. Instead of walking into your day with no direction or walking into your day for other people. And I, I see this a lot in my clients who, who are parents is, of I get it, right? I'm a mom myself. It's all for the kids, right? We pretty much do everything for the kids. But if you can give yourself 30 minutes, that's just for you, significant change will come into your life. When you tell the universe, hey, I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to spend this time just for me, the universe is going to match that vibration with more awarenesses, more ideas, more circumstances, more people, more things that are meant for you and your growth and your happiness. And it will be in a way that doesn't take away from your kids or your family or anything. It's going to be a beautiful compliment in your life. Excuse me. I'm just drinking some coffee. It is 7.50 in the morning and I am feeling so inspired. That's why I'm recording this podcast right now. Um, okay. So waking up a little bit earlier just for yourself, right? Not to pack up the kids' lunches or make the beds or do the laundry. It's for you for you. So that was a really, really big thing that helped me. And when quarantine hit, of course, there was this, you know, um, this temptation, if you will, to sleep in, right? No one had to get up. No one had to go to school. No one had to go to work. Um, so I had definitely indulged in that for a, a little bit. And what I noticed when I did that was depression. I started to feel a little depressed and so I realized now more than ever that this anchor, this practice of waking up early was so, so important, especially during this time of transition, which has been quarantine. So just waking up a little bit earlier, okay? Now you might be asking yourself, all right, so what do I do in that time? Well, here are some practices that I do daily, often, um, that I really believe have have just really shifted and changed my mindset, which then changes my thoughts, which changes my beliefs, which changes my actions, which ultimately change my reality, my physical reality. Um, journaling is one of those practices. Guys, I am one of those people that I can completely relate when you say, oh, I don't like to journal. It's not for me. But let me just cut through the bullshit right now. 
journaling is for everyone. If you don't like it, if you don't think it's for you, that's your ego resisting it. And it's normal. It's okay. I get it. Do it anyway. You know, I have a couple clients and journaling is a practice that I've, we've been bringing into their coaching. And one of them, it's so funny. She says, she says, you know, I don't really think I need a journal every day. And then towards the end of our coaching conversation, she goes right back to, yeah, you know, journaling is really where I found that awareness, or it was through journaling that I realized this. And so I kind of call her out and I'm like, you know, you started this conversation by saying that journaling is something you don't need to do every day. And now you're, you're mentioning the benefits of it. What do you think? And she's like, yeah, I need a journal every day. (laughs) So even when you do journal and you have uh, great experiences or you have awarenesses or breakthroughs, you still might even resist it. And that's okay. My point is do it anyway right? We can do hard things. Just do it anyway. The thing about journaling is when you start to write, you're getting out of your subconscious or I'm sorry, you're getting more into your subconscious. So when you start to write, because you're focused on it, you're writing consciously. Okay. So you, you know, you're writing consciously. If you continue to write and write and write, I'm talking about in a single sit in a single sitting, when you continue to just write and write and write and keep going, what happens is your brain goes from conscious to now tapping into that subconscious and something will come onto the paper that you are like, wow, I didn't even realize I thought that. Let me give you an example. The other day I was doing a journaling exercise on my limiting beliefs around my business. And I was writing all these things that I consciously know I believe about, you know, um, silly things or not even silly, but I'm not going to share them with you, but I will share one that came out and I was like, Oh my God, I never would have spoken these words out loud, but apparently it's a belief because I just wrote it. And (laughs) the belief was, I mean, this is so crazy, but I wrote my, my pen, my pen wrote this on paper. I believe I need to have better eyelashes in order to be successful. I know how crazy and and materialistic and lame and just dumb that sounds, but apparently that is a belief I hold in my head because that's what came out in the paper. And the thing is, is I never would have said those words out loud because to be honest, it's kind of embarrassing to even admit that, but that's what came out. And so that's what happens when you journal is things come out that you didn't even realize. And when you get them out, you can clear them out, right? So that's the beauty of journaling. Now, if you're wondering, what do I journal on? There are all kinds of journaling prompts out there. The one that has significantly shifted my life because it actually helps me work on behaviors and patterns in my life that I want to change or shift is future self-journaling. And I do have a podcast on this. Again, if you check the podcast, um, files, if you will, it's in there, but future self journaling is a journaling prompt from the holistic psychologist. She's on Instagram. If you find her and click on her link and join her email list, she sends this resource to you for free. And it's just a, it's journaling prompts about one thing that you're trying to bring into your life or one, one pattern, one trait, one personality thing that you've Pro, that you're programmed that you want to shift or change, right? Maybe 
maybe you're like really negative all the time, or maybe you are having a hard time waking up early. Um, you can journal on it. You can, you journal on an affirmation. This is what you're trying to bring into your life. You journal on the pattern that you're wanting to change. You journal on, you know, what it's going to feel like, what it's going to look like, how you can actually embody that today. And it's very, very, very powerful, powerful practice. Um, so that's how I journal. I also have been journaling, um, every other month with future self journaling and then also journaling prompts that I had gotten from the manifestation babe, which is, um, another person on Instagram that I've learned from. And these journaling prompts are more about really just creating your day, like becoming really intentional and purposeful. So either way, whatever it is that you want to journal on, you can Google it. There's so many journaling prompts out there, but really just starting your day intentionally, taking pen to paper is becomes a very sacred practice for you. What is something else that I do each and every day that helps me stay grounded, sane, happy, strong, confident, exercise, exercise. I exercise every day for 30 minutes. And now more than ever with quarantine and the uncertainty and the, you know, I don't know what's going on with my kids in school next year. These sorts of things could bring up anxiety. Exercise has been, you know, my weapon of choice to keep those anxious feelings away to keep uncertainty at bay exercise, right? We all know exercise is good for you. It increases endorphins and all those good, all those good, um, chemicals in our body. Um, it's good for your health. It's just good all around, but get rid of the idea that you're exercising to become skinnier or fit or anything like that. And just have this mindset that exercising is just so you can feel good. That's it. So that you can feel strong, so that you can feel confident, so that any type of uncertainty or you know changes along the way, you feel strong in your core to be able to handle it. That's really what exercise can do for you. All right. Affirmations. Now, this is a practice that I've really started to get into since the beginning of this year. And Sometimes it feels hard and and silly and other times I really embody it, but either way I'm showing up and I'm doing them every day. Affirmations are just statements that you say out loud. They usually start with I am. They are designated, they are said so that it's in the present. So you don't say I'm going to or I will. You say I am or I have done or this thing is like it's happening right now. And an affirmation is really calling into your life what you want. So let's imagine that you want to feel happy at work, you know, really simple. I am happy at work. I love what I do. I love the people I work with. I am working and feeling purposeful. I am loving my job, you know, all these different words that you can say. Now, the way I was taught affirmations and the way I'm going to teach it to you is a little different than you might be hearing in other places. You know, you can say, I love my job, but what if you really hate your job? (laughs) You know, what if, what if that affirmation isn't true? Well, usually the way affirmations work are at first, they're not true, right? Because this is something you're wanting to bring into your life. So what you want to do is bring in this, the partner, I kind of think 
you know, affirmations go with visualization, like peanut butter goes with jelly, right? They just go together. So affirmations go with visualizations, which is my next tool. Visualization is just seeing in your mind's eye. And when I say your mind's eye, I mean your brain. Like if you can close your eyes or keep your eyes open, but either way, it's almost like you're watching a movie in your head. That's how I visualize. I see it in my head. Um, you see the affirmation as true, right? So let's say, imagine your affirmation is I love my work. I love my job, whatever. Um, you would visualize yourself actually loving that, right? So maybe it's not with the same job that you have. That doesn't matter. You see yourself doing your work happy. You see yourself feeling happy. And when you see it in your mind's eye, the next step is to feel it in your body. This is the part of affirmations that a lot of people are not talking about. And I want to make sure I'm teaching this to you because this really is the trick. When you visualize, you must see it and then you must feel it. So ask yourself, how would it feel to love your job? Or let's imagine your affirmation is, I am healthy. And let's imagine you're sick or you have a chronic illness. What do you, what do you imagine a complete health feeling like? It probably feels easy and calm and you probably feel confident and you probably feel energetic and you probably feel really good and maybe even magical. Like what does it feel to, what does it look like to feel like healthy in your body? I would imagine that somebody who's sick would imagine somebody feel that's healthy as just feeling really clear and confident and um, calm. I, I really just imagine calm, right? So ask yourself, what is the affirmation? What are you trying to bring into your life? What does it look like in your mind? Again, maybe somebody who is, their affirmation is, I am healthy. Maybe they see themselves taking walks every day. Maybe they see themselves eating all the food that they love and want without getting sick. Maybe they see themselves waking up each and every morning and just feeling good, right? So you see that in your mind's eye, and then you start to feel that in your body. And this requires some creativity and imagination because if you've never experienced something, it might be hard to it might be hard to experience it, um, to, to, to visualize it or to understand what it feels like. So this is going to require some creativity. Okay. So that's affirmations that goes along with visualization. And guess what? When you take time to visualize, that is a little piece of meditation. So meditating, this is another practice that has really helped me. If you've never meditated in your life before, my number one advice is to put a timer on your phone for one minute, 60 seconds, close your eyes and just focus on your breathing. And I listen in those 60 seconds, your mind is going to wander probably 58 times and that's okay. Meditation is not about having no thoughts. A lot of times I hear people say, oh, I can't meditate because I just keep thinking my thoughts keep going. And it's like, dude, no shit. That's the human experience. Like that happens to everybody. The practice is to sit through it and to notice your thoughts, not get caught up in them, not believing the thoughts, 
releasing the thoughts. And you can do that in several ways. You can imagine the thought floating away. You can, in your mind, take that thought and put it on a little cloud and watch it float away. Um, you know, for me, I just kind of like dismiss the thought. I almost like slide it off to the right and it just disappears. And then I return back to my breath. And when I say return back to your breath, I literally mean follow your breath, right? Visualize breathing in through your nose, visualize breathing out through your nose. You might even place your hands on your belly or your chest and just noticing as your belly rises, noticing as it like lowers, as you exhale, whatever way you can bring attention to the simple act of breathing in and breathing out. That's meditation. Start by doing it for just a minute and then increase it to two minutes and then three minutes. And then once you get to that five minute mark, I would, I would ditch the phone and I would just sit down and just notice yourself breathing. That's it. The practice is notice breathing. The thoughts come up, let them go. Don't believe them. Don't judge them. Don't get mad at yourself for, for thinking while you're meditating. That's all part of it, guys. You have to be human to yourself. So meditating. Um, and then the last practice that has massively helped me during this time of quarantine, and to be honest, in any moment of change, transition, has always, always, always been filling my mind with the good stuff. So listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, reading books, listening to books, um, you know, just really searching and seeking out information that's filling you up. And to be honest, if you're looking, if you, if you have an affirmation, let's say it's around health or being uh, happier at work or anything like that, you do know that there's a YouTube channel that teaches you how to be healthy, right? You do know that there's podcasts that are going to teach you about ways to become happier at work. So all of this is intertwined, right? When you really start to dive into the quote unquote work, it all starts to become interconnected with one another, but it's really up to you to decide where you're going to start. So I just wanted to give you guys some of the practices that I've been engaging in, in the past few years that have been game changing for me. And the reason why I have this podcast, the reason why I have the confidence that I have, the reason why I have the coaching business and I'm doing all the things that so many people say they want to do, but never actually do is because of this work. It's because of the confidence that I have built within myself by showing up for myself each and every day. If you have a hard time doing even just one of these things for yourself, what that tells me is that you have not built that loyalty muscle within yourself. You have not built the confidence within yourself to show up for yourself. And guess what? You and millions of other people are all in the same boat. And if you're listening to this, that tells me that you're ready. So if you're ready, pick one of these things or pick something that's calling to you. Picks, And you know what that is. It's that thing that's been in your head that's like, oh, I should do that. That's the thing that I want you to start with. You don't need to do anything that I'm telling you to do because you're you and I'm me. This is what has worked for me. You're you. So there's going to be some things that works different for you. Guys, if this was helpful, please uh, let me know. I love getting your messages. I love getting your feedback. As always, snap a pic, tag it on social, put me on there. I would love to see it and I will see you guys next week.